Hey, it's the intermission. Welcome. I'm, my name is T. Christie. I'm sitting with Brian William Benefter. Greetings. Michael Dorkman Scott. Hello. And Trey the Amazing Stokes. Hey. We got a letter in the mailbag, the old CBS mailbag. <laughs> What's in the mailbag today, Teague? We got letters. We got letters. We got sacks and sacks of letters. Um, the, uh, the this is great because this, now this, we're violating trademark this, instead of copyright. This email poured in. We thought that would be a perfect way to intro the uh, the episode about piracy yeah. and our, our conversation about it's that. It's not we got stealing. A, we're quoting. We're homaging. We got a, we got a, it was a parody. I think I got the words wrong. So it's it was a, a derivative work. Yeah. Yes. We, we got an email from a guy named Sven. Uh, thank you, Sven, for this. Uh, with just a, a, a number of abstract, perhaps philosophical questions about piracy as well as the real world shit. Uh, and I thought it might be kind of a fun thing just to talk about and delve in because we know slightly more than the average people about it, but way less than like a lawyer would. <laughs> yeah, we're we, also definitely which not makes us lawyers. which makes us yeah. interesting to listen to and probably so, wrong still. So let, this is let's not legal advice. Yes, yeah, so let's stand up right <laughs> yeah. up front. We are not lawyers, and this does not constitute legal advice in any way, shape, or form. Well, some of it does. Some of it's very you know, no, 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 no. There's some no, of, no. There's some very clear and obvious things that we can say that are literally true, empirically true. But. Okay, but if you're in court, we don't know you. <laughs> anyway. We, you cannot quote us <laughs> a source on your legal Sven was very uh, helpful counsel. and provided me with all the softball questions I would have thrown, so I'm just going to read off of his list here. I'll pick my favorites. But for instance, he just starts by saying, is it ever right? If you've already purchased the movie and you just want to get a digital copy that isn't commercially available, uh, when greedy studios are double dipping on you, when Lucas refuses to release the original versions, is there any, <laughs> is there any situation wherein you can morally justify piracy? It, you, well, hold on. Can we back up? Is there any situation where you can legally justify it? The answer is no. Yeah. You can't. Copy shit. That's what the law says. Yeah, if you, if it's, I, I think they've, they've d- again, not legal advice, but yeah. I, I think they've done it where the, the question of if you already own it, no, it's not legal to say download it. But the, the law it's, states, the law has stated in terms of music, and the, I'm pretty sure well, it applies the, to movies that you can, if you got a DVD. You can make one for yourself. You're not violating any laws no, no, by ripping No, it. the uh, Digital Millennium Copyright Act, is, that's what that is. It's specifically saying you can't do that if I'm, yeah. if I'm not you can't remo- I know you can't share it, but if you, wanted, if you bought no, the DVD. Well, no, that's if, – uh, again, if I'm, if I'm not wrong, and I might be, but if, uh, the Digital Millennium Copyright Act is specifically you can't copy something that you already own, and that's kind of people's yeah. outrage about – now, that law I feel like that must have been struck and down. That's, and that's, well, that's essentially the case. I mean, again, I'm talking about strict <laughs> interpretation of the law. Just as you can break all kinds of laws, it's just a matter of how badly did you break it, and did anyone see you break it, and does anyone and care? And does anyone care if you broke it? That's that's what the issue is. Um, you're not technically, legally, strictly bottom line interpretation of the law. If you have a DVD, you're not supposed to copy it. If you just did that and it sat on your hard drive. Who Who's the fuck know? cares? Who's it doesn't know, yeah. matter. It's an unprosecutable crime. There's no victim. No one's being harmed. That's fine. Um, it's as soon as it goes elsewhere that it starts to get into a gray area. And it's very specific. And very rapidly into a black area. Exactly. And very quickly into a black area. Um, it's, it's, it's very, you know, it's totally subjective. And the law is totally subjective. Um, so the first thing we can say, and this is, this is absolutely true. This is empirically true. This, I'm not a lawyer either, but this statement is true. But again, it does not quali- constitute <laughs> legal advice. <laughs> it's legal advice. If I said you can't murder people because that's against the law, I think that's empirically true. Uh, what I'm about to say but don't is, quote us on that. What I'm about to say is equally <laughs> empirically true. Um, here's here's what will prevent you from being sued by someone for something. Nothing. Whoa, that's a true statement. Here's exactly what is required for you to be sued. Someone wants to sue you. They don't have to have a case. They don't have to have a reason. They could do it because they don't like your face. They could do it because they don't like your shoes. Anyone can sue anyone for anything. All they need is here. In all they need. Yes, I'm talking about America. All they need is a lawyer who will take their check and go to court and file the papers. Doesn't matter what the topic is. So when everyone says, "If you do this, you can't be sued," any statement of that nature is technically a lie because mm-hmm. you can always be sued. You I'm, just you just uh, are unlikely to be ruled <laughs> there against. Are just, yeah. Yes, exactly. But here's the important thing: it was in uh, you know it's uh, the slap reform which is going on right now, or, or uh, you know nuisance suits or whatever. Here's how the suit. Here's how it works Court in America. Reform. If I'm really really rich and you're really really poor, and I'm mad at you for any reason, I can destroy you by suing you, Brian. Mm-hmm. You said that thing about my grandmother. I will see you in court. Yep. And Brian goes, but I never said anything about your grandmother. Oh. You get to tell that to a judge three years from now. 
after I've buried you in legal fees. After yes, <laughs> after paying a lawyer four hundred dollars an hour exactly. for three years. Because I file suit against you. Here's yeah. how it works: you have to file a countersuit. If you and don't, you lose. So I file a suit against Brian. He has to get a lawyer. He has to respond with every piece of paperwork I send with his own piece of paperwork saying "nuh uh." He has to go to all kind of pretrial dates, and then I, you know, he he moves his entire work schedule around because he's poor. He works for a living, and I'm a millionaire. Um, to to be at court, and I file for a six month extension. Like oh, and so. And now at the end of the process, the court can say, "Well, that was a." bullshit frivolous lawsuit yeah. you you trey have to pay back all of those legal that's fees right. but that is still predicated upon the fact that i have to pay them in the first and place. that's assuming that you lived long enough to get to that court date <laughs> exactly yeah so so maybe the next question uh, is where we should go next uh how how well these orders um he says well how serious should the studio backlash be in in the universe in the real world context being what it is should they be jailing people for years and years should they be okay giving fines that's a subject this is subjective thing it's well, yeah, it's a, ideally it's a, it's a philosophical thing. question let's, and let's that's say, the issue with so let's say up front that piracy is a real uh a real force that is preventing the studios from making a certain amount of money they are losing a certain amount of money through piracy through a result of piracy that they would not otherwise get through legal means that is real and it is happening however the amount that the studios and networks claim is the amount is not nearly the the extent of the there amount. There's dispute on how much on the, on the actual numbers. Yeah. Yes. So it's the studios do have a point. Yes, they're losing money and people are downloading things when they don't necessarily when and not paying for them when they necessarily should be. But it is not to the extent that the studios are making the case in the pub, in and, the court of public. And there's opinion. no way to to. I I mean if you if you, it's it's. It, it, it's really difficult to to look at it on both hands and and necessarily take it seriously because on the one hand they're saying oh we're losing all this money because piracy and blah 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 and on the other hand they're reporting you know to their shareholders and everyone right. we've made the most money that we've ever made in the history of movies yeah. you know and it's like hold on right. <laughs> wait a second and, and they're using and, and a lot uh, not of- to not to say like you said that that I'm I'm sure they are taking a hit right. But who can say how much that hit actually? But the, but the, and one of the classic but, arguments is, well, I was never going to watch that anyway. I was never going to pay for this anyway. And then it's which is like, a whole, how is why it, do you what have kind it? of idiot argument is that? Then why do you? Then why do you? Did you get it? Don't bother getting it. Yeah. Don't waste your time. It's like I don't understand the, the, the logic of that. The logic of that just escapes me. It's like you know, I went to Walmart and I wanted to buy the chair, and they didn't have the chair I wanted, so I broke into this guy's house and I took his because I wanted it. Yeah, and mm-hmm. I felt like I deserved I, to have I, it. I think with the actual arguments being made there is i would never go to the theater and pay twenty dollars to see last airbender or whatever it is but if it's on netflix instant i'll pay the the well, 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 right. well, the well no one's there's no crime that, yet there's right, right right but that's i think when when people are making that argument that teague just voiced i think that's the actual argument they're trying to no, make no, they, but they're trying to justify their illegal right. acts they've been making way. they've been making that argument since netflix and i've got to say that are that argument is especially <laughs> senseless now that we have Netflix, right. now that we have yeah. iTunes, it's like the, you know, the the argument that you're saying, it's like, well, I was never going to pay money for that anyway. It's like, well, then I you want don't, to see Airbender, but you, I don't want to pay twenty dollars yeah, for it. Then you don't deserve well, to see well, it. Well, that's the market it's, price. Yeah, so exactly. there you go. Right. It's like it's like you know, well, well, I'd never have you know, I I'd never order the lobster because it's too expensive. But I decided to break into the kitchen and eat one of their lobsters <laughs> because because they weren't going to get that money from yeah. me anyway. And that but and I and I left them the chainsaws in my pocket. Right. I will point out. I will point <laughs> out. I told everyone how good the lobster was. Yeah. So yeah. there you go. I will point out that's not exactly the same thing. And there is an to, argument to be you made. You have to duplicate the lobster. Right. The the thing is, in, in uh, another argument that they make is. If you break into a restaurant and eat their lobster, yeah. that's one less lobster that they yeah, have. Yeah, the lobster's actually gone. They do not have less movie now but, than they did but before, the, but technically. The, but the counter-argument to that is the whole reason for the existence of copyright is because <laughs> copyright is to protect people like everyone in this room who makes things that can be duplicated without losing value. Right. You know, the whole idea of, you know, oh, my God, it's so crazy that a screenwriter gets $300,000 to write a single script. Yeah, he does that about once every five years. Right. You know, it's like you're paying him for all the time and all the scripts he wrote that never got sold. Mm-hmm. You know, that he worked all the time to try and be a good screenwriter. And once in a while, he makes a whole bunch of money because mm-hmm. it's not a weekly job. It's not a paycheck that you get week to week. It's, boy, I'm going to spend a year trying to craft something artistic and then maybe I'll make money on it, or maybe I won't, and I'll live on, on saltine crackers. The whole idea of copyright is that a thing can be duplicated and still be the thing, which is different from you know the world of meat space. But that's, but that's the idea is the work that it takes to create a work of art 
is different than you know creating a chair. It's a different kind of job. It's a different kind of world. And the idea of you know that's why we, that's why residuals are the same argument. Just people work on a project, give that artistic whatever they did, their acting, their music, their their writing, their their set design to a studio to make a product, which the studio then makes money by selling repeatedly. They didn't make one chair. They did make one chair, but they sell it a million times. Um, you know, they, MGM made Wizard of Oz one time. They've never stopped selling it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they only made one Wizard of Oz. Only one, ever. And they're still selling it. Um, that's, that's a different topic, but that's an argument for why you should spend time to make movies good. Because you're still making <laughs> money off of Wizard of Oz. Well, and that's, and a public domain thing to be And that's the theory. Well, but the, again, the idea is that's why you know, <laughs> the argument for residuals for creative people was, and was made and, and, and exists. You know, because it's like, hey, we're putting our work into this thing and you're selling it a million times. We should get a share of that. Right. And, and they finally worked and that through. Of it. But the idea is if someone works to create a work of art, they're they're looking to make the money back on the effort they put out by selling copies of that work of art. If you instead steal a copy of that work of art, you are reducing the value of what they created. Unless they give you license to steal. Unless they go, take it, fine. In which case, that's which great. Some, which some artists, which some artists do. They're free to do. If you want to see a movie for free, go to YouTube. Right. There's a cat falling off a TV. It's free. <laughs> and it should be because it required no effort to make that video. <laughs> No one had to work hard well, to make that video. The cat might disagree with that. Exactly. The cat spent 10 seconds another way. But if you want people to actually put artistic effort into something, I think you should respect the fact that that's their job and their livelihood. Right, I, and I, if you don't respect that, then whatever you do, come to my house and do it for free because I want you to. Yeah. I mean, I, that, that was an argument um, after the Louis C.K. thing, uh, which we should talk about. We talked well, yeah, about we that beforehand. That. But, but um, there was another uh, Ty West is his name, a filmmaker who makes a couple, you know, like – Fairly low budget horror movies and stuff right. like that, but he was putting it out there, and I think he put it out on you know on the internet first, and he did a very similar thing to Louis C.K. He doesn't have as big a following, um, but he basically said, "Look, I I made this movie. It's pretty easy to pirate, <laughs> um, but I'm asking you not to because the only way that I get to make another movie yeah. is if this one makes its money back. Exactly. So if you which is like, actually, which is completely true, yeah, which is exactly what Louis C.K.'s argument yeah. was as well. And if, if you the like, argument of the studios was, you know, that if if we don't prosecute this so heavily, then nobody will <laughs> willingly pay market prices for these things. Yeah. And Louis C.K.'s experiments. Uh, Prove that to be incorrect. Well, it depends on what you on, define it, as market prices. It, it he was, he well, that, that, that's yeah, the issue. Yeah. Is, and there's I, a scale issue involved as well. I mean, I, if there's a, <laughs> you know, here in this country, we have this, you know, the people like Occupy Wall Street, you know, no, 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 but business is good, yada, yada. But, you know, everyone loves to hate on studios. Even the people in this room, we all talk about the studios, even though we're them. <laughs> as if we're not in that same industry, as if right. this isn't exactly our own industry we're talking about. But I'll put it to you this way if you steal, you know, $10 million worth of a product, um, you know, if you steal $10 million worth or whatever of a product of, you know, Paramount's work, the Paramount executives don't get a pay cut. They spend less money on their next project, and that's us who gets laid off. Right. <laughs> the people you're listening to are getting affected. You're not hurting the head of Paramount by stealing anything. You're hurting their bottom line, but you're not hurting the suits. You're hurting, you know, there's going to be $10 for craft service on the next movie and not 20 that's that's yeah. what they're going to cut. Yeah, and one back. less craft person service. Yeah, yeah, exactly. They're not buying a Toyota instead of a Lexus. <laughs> they're still they're spending the Lexus. less money on craft they're just, service. Yeah, they're just going to make cheaper, crappier movies, or at least pay their guys less and less and less, which is certainly a trend we can all attribute to, to happening. So uh, one of these questions I think is really interesting to put here now then. Uh, do you think, and this is going purely into discussion of human nature, not uh, and off the book a little bit, but if ticket prices were lower, what do you think would happen with piracy? Uh, Okay. There's How much of the action, the, the, the manifest action of pirating a movie, do you think is based on, I'm not going to spend that much for this? I think, I, I think personally it's significant. Probably a lot. Probably a lot. I, because it's a matter of access. It's not just, it's a matter of, I'm not willing to spend this much for it because, you know, it, because it's Last Airbender and it looks like it sucks. But there's also the element of, you know, the people who go into it saying, I really do want to see this. Not, it, it doesn't look like it sucks. I want to see this, but I can't afford it. Right? I can't yeah. afford it, or I don't $20 want to see it. Yeah. yeah. And then that's where you come into Amazon Video, Netflix, iTunes, or Exactly. Piracy. Well, that's the thing. There's less of an excuse now because, was it's, years because yeah. it's doing it. Not that it was ever really a very good excuse, but um, nowadays it's even more like, well, you've got Netflix, you've got you know iTunes, you can watch it for three bucks yeah. you know, if you just wait. <laughs> you can and rent then it when, for 99 cents. And then when it's... And then when 
they're like, you know, I want to see it now. Well, now I'm going to punch you in the face because that's <laughs> yeah. You, you, Put because, on the big boy pants. Yeah, because <laughs> if you want to see it now, then you pay the premium see it now fee, that's which right. is the market price. If you want to see it, HBO. Pay for HBO. Yeah. Otherwise, come out on video in six months and watch watch Game of Thrones. Then. Yeah. The the there was a really interesting article in uh, Cracked. Uh, you know, one of you know Cracked has become this really interesting repository of you know the seven things that are up your nose that you didn't know were there. And things like that. <laughs> um, and that there was one that was really quite interesting. And of course, as an older person, I responded to it. It was like seven seven ways our generation fucked yours up. Oh yeah. It was oh, basically that, the, it was, that was a good one. And I think the, it was John Cheese. Yeah. The one it was. I'm, I'm paraphrasing the title, but one of the ones that it was like it struck so home so hard to me. It was like this is so true. Is like. We gave you the impression that media has no value, and that that's the core of what this is, is there is this sense of if it exists and it is a digital thing, I'm entitled to just have it instantly because I want it. And that's for free. Yeah. As as someone as someone who makes his living making things for people that can be, you know, I don't agree with that. And he pointed out he pointed out a thing. He says people just think of nothing of like tapping their iPods together and exchanging a music library that should cost as much as your car. Yeah. You know, <laughs> literally, you know, I, I've got the entire works of Elvis. Well, that should cost about one hundred and fifty dollars or whatever the market price is for it. You know, whatever. Um, and it's you know, it's, uh, it's songs. It should be free because I want to hear them. It's like, well, you know, I had to have a summer job to buy the American Pie album. You know, it took me about two weeks to get that album. <laughs> that was it wasn't that great, actually, when I bought the album. <laughs> And that's life, and I learned from it, and I went on from there, and I was selective about it. Trey, I've told you choices. before, don't bet on McLean. Yeah, exactly. Well, American Pie is a great song. Though. Actually, Vincent's a good song, when, too. When you realize that it wasn't a gr- that as great of an album as you thought it was going to be, yeah. is that for you personally? That the made me break music? into his house and make him play all of his songs for me for free. Um, <laughs> I was so, going to say, was that the day the music because, died? Because, I mean, but, again, yeah, right. I'm, I'm an older person, but again, this is, this is what the issue is, and it's, you know, hey, I'm coming to the end of my life, but you guys think you want to be in this industry forever. You should be concerned about the fact that your own peers don't think what you do should be paid for. Um, I'd be worried uh, because the, the what was, the, was the, there was a point I was going to make there somewhere and I lost it. Um, screwed up the generation. Screwed up the generation, which you know. Sorry about that. Sorry we fucked you up and made you evil. Um, <laughs> that was a mistake on our part. The um, no, it's fine. Your parents are pretty. We were cool, talking though. about the, yeah. My the... parents are fine. There was some, there was another uh, pithy anecdote that I was going to say and I completely. Well, we were lost talking about the, the value of something. It'll come back the, to me later. The market price versus market. Whatever. Yeah. Well, I think that the market, the market price of movies today, at least theatrically, oh, is larger I now. But go ahead. Is is larger than I think with the the pro business, and I'm going to sound very Occupy Wall Street here, but <laughs> go ahead. The, the pro business uh, aspect, they it they talk about the the free hand of the market and supply and demand, and the Laffer curve of you know Laffer curve is uh, the supply and demand meeting exactly right, and that determines the price point for any given thing. And this kind of being uh, determined organically and, and through the invisible hand, but that's not if in the in their ideal world that's not what they want. They want to be able to dictate what the price is and be able to charge whatever they want, and for you not to have the choice to do that. And all business and industry, this is just the natural yeah, exactly. physics of business. That's basically what our society has been based on, as long as there's been money. Yeah. It works like that. Well, the natural the physics of business and industry is they will uh, collect and concentrate influence and, and money as, as much as they can so that they can take that power away from the invisible hand and so that so that they then can charge you whatever they want and that's what this industry has been try- at least the powers that be are trying to do and uh being able to charge whatever they want for a uh for they, a movie ticket they always they always, but they but the, the the invisible hand does work if you charge too much people don't go to the movies so you know that's that that's an ongoing thing it's the, true the thing i remember that i was just going to put because you mentioned netflix is the fact this whole netflix shakeup they had recently where it's like oh we're going to have the dvd model and the streaming model because basically we're trying to phase out dvds because we you know everyone knows that's dying and going away and we want to move to streaming and and so basically netflix said again this is respect from the perspective of an older person you know netflix said hey guess what everybody <laughs> and, I, I, and i can't help but do this like pat Oswalt. <laughs> guess what everybody we're going to make Thousands and thousands of movies and television shows from all decades, not, not all of them, but lots of them, available to you in your chair instantly, as soon as you want them, at the push of a button, all you want, 24 hours a day, and we're going to charge you nine ninety nine. And everyone said, fuck you, instead of you saying, that is a goddamn miracle. Yeah, yeah. That is a fucking miracle. Netflix, can I suck your cock? That is incredible. <laughs> Are you shitting me? Nine ninety nine a month for that? You're gods. You are walking <laughs> gods. And everyone said, yeah, I'm going to torrent. Fuck you. 
well, fuck you if that's, if that's what you thought, uh, because yeah. you know you don't appreciate the value of anything if that's if that's the case. And and uh, and someone actually saw this posted in not our forum but another forum said, I can't believe people you know would do that because it's you know like they don't know about torrenting, which again the mindset blows my mind. It's like you're actually saying, why don't you just fucking steal it? Instead of pay this incredibly reasonable price, and that's the mindset that 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 boggles my mind. That was mind. even the thing, even before they they broke it out like that, when they were like, "Oh, Netflix prices are going up by thirty percent," and everyone's like, "Yeah, yeah, yeah," and, it's and still I was a like, "Goddamn that's, bargain!" That's that's three dollars a <laughs> yeah. month. Yeah, that's less than forty bucks a year. You can't get one for latte every, for that. Yeah, <laughs> every television show and movie. Yeah, I, you could possibly I, I, I more say, than you can ever watch. Yes, you could absolutely. ever watch. I will say, yeah. I, I do really feel bad for it. Netflix is between a rock and a hard place here because when Netflix started <laughs> a streaming service, it was able to charge what it charged because there was no money in streaming. Right. And so they made all these licensing deals with the studios and the networks. And the network said, fuck, have whatever you want. We don't care. Yeah. There's no money in this, so we don't want any money. And But now uh, Netflix has to renegotiate. They're trying to have to renegotiate all this stuff. And now the studios understand that there's money here. And so the studios are trying to renegotiate and not giving Netflix the deals Netflix got to begin with. And so Netflix is trying to get more money itself. And it's trying to, it's trying to thread yeah, this. To, very, to continue to make the service to, to, possible at all. To continue to exist, to survive. And Netflix is trying to thread this very terrible, narrow needle and they, you know, they were they raised prices because that's what they had to do. Just like iTunes does, just like Hulu does, just like just like any other thing does. And it's really the the studios to blame. It's the studios wanting more money. It's not Netflix wanting right. more money per se. But Netflix got all this shit for and, it. And with how much, like people were complaining about, you know, thirty percent or whatever. I'm like, I would pay three hundred percent. Yeah, at least it's still a bargain without yeah. even blinking because yeah. of how much I use it and how valuable it is yeah. to me. Yeah. Now, let me look at this from a, a, a completely different perspective. We're talking about the studios and the general money-related entities that distribute media. Those guys. What more do we want from them along those lines? Well, what do you mean? Well, in terms of uh, initially <laughs> no 10, years ago, 10 years ago. 10 years ago. Well, yeah, yeah. That's <laughs> Stop it. Not, 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 con- <laughs> not, not in terms of content, because in terms of access. 10 years ago, the argument would have been, well, there's, I have no way of getting this. It won't be on DVD for nine months, but someone put, threw this on the torrent and you get it. But that's no longer the case. Now you have access to almost everything, either on Netflix, on Amazon, or on iTunes. Right. And, well, if, you, and if you don't, it's because of a business deal that's been negotiated right. at, at length. Right. And, right. The, and the problem but, before, well, like you're saying, it's like, well, I can't get it for nine months. It's like, well, then you fucking can't get it for yeah. nine months. You should have seen well, it when you had the we, other. There, a part of the inherent, almost part of the conversation is how much <laughs> the studios suck for all of these things. I'm just asking the opposite question. What, what more do we want? What is 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 this not the ideal scenario? It's There's not much more you can get, to be it's, honest, other than it just increasing the size of the library to eventually include everything that has ever been exactly. done ever. It's, it's, it's become so easy because there was a time where it was like there is literally, you know, like m- music bootlegs and stuff. It's like there is yeah. literally no way to buy this. There's not a concert CD or something. Someone was just there. Or yeah. go back. Like, that's the only way you can hear it, which still you probably should have been at the concert if you really wanted yeah. to hear it that badly. But, you know. Things just were different back, then. Go back but, to before home video at all. If you wanted to see a movie, you went to the theater to yeah. see it. And if yeah. you wanted to see it again, you made yeah. sure you got there a second time. Or you before checked it left. the TV listings to see if it was going to be on TV at some yeah. point. Um, and there was and and copyright was so much easier to enforce when stealing a movie meant carrying 150 pounds yeah. of celluloid <laughs> to a lab and illegally making a copy of it. You know that was and books. You know it was like when books were books were books and you actually had to go to a and print, men were men and men were men and sheep were nervous. You had to you had to you know. Take it to a printer and typeset the, all the pages. So it was a big deal to copy to steal a copy of a book and make your own copy, and it didn't happen that much. And you're talking about an industry that, you know, literally last night in terms of you know their their history, somebody took their usually tangible product and suddenly invented a way to make it virtual. And they turned around and went, "What?" Because <laughs> they didn't do that on themselves. Right. Books and movies didn't become virtual because the people who make books and movies wanted that to happen. They were like, no. Yeah. People, they, you know, they were it against. makes their business harder. They were against home video. Studios hated yeah. home video when home video became a thing. They fought it every possible television, way. Television, same way. They hated television. You know, oh, my God, what is this going to do to our business? Well, and rightly so. These are legitimate concerns, but then they Legitimate adapt. concerns, but they they couch them in apocalyptic uh, phrasing that does not rise to... I mean, because when television first became a thing, 
Television was going to be the end of all movies ever. And when home video was turning into a thing, that was going to absolutely destroy Hollywood. Right, exactly. And, and then didn't destroy it, but both took a huge bite out of their business. Their businesses right. were crushed by those well, two they, Well, they had to change and adapt. Right. And, that, but they, and that's but, the thing. And, and they adapted the thing. so they could survive, but the movie business is nowhere near what it was 50 years ago and 30 years ago. That it has legitimately reduced the size of those businesses. Those, you know, movies and television, <laughs> movies are not as big a business as they used to be because of television and, and everything else, games and the internet. And video and games else. as well. Yeah, yeah. they're no longer it's, the they only game exist. Exist, but they are not as big a business as right. they were. But that's, like you say, that's not just home video. That's that's because it's there's, a sequence of all these things. There's all these other things there vying are more for options your attention for you now. to spend your time with. Yeah. Yeah. But you're talking about we're talking about an industry that has been sequentially nibbled away at for 50 years by all kinds of new right, technologies right. that none of them which they invented. Like, hey, here's a way to destroy our business model. You know, someone else did that and right. said, guess what? And again, the Patton Oswalt, we made cancer airborne and contagious. Thanks. <laughs> I guess. We didn't want that. <laughs> Why did you do that? You know, studios didn't want television to exist. They don't want home video to exist. You know, they would love it if all you, if the only way you could see a movie was to go to the theater and buy a ticket because they would totally be able to control that in a way they can't control. So, you know, there's no, this is, this is, I'm not saying that we have to like pity the poor studios except for the fact that they're cutting our salary because their, their revenue is getting cut. But the, you know, this is just business. This is evolution. This is business evolution. It's like, you know, it's, I'm feel bad for people who used to make slide rules, but Hey, welcome to the modern right. world. It happens. That's, that's fine. And you can't, but that's the, that's the you natural can't fault course them of for events. fighting it. You can't yeah. fault them for fighting it, you know, and, and for trying to resist it and trying to deal with it and trying to embrace it and get, get their arms around it while they still can. Um, but it's, that doesn't change the fact that this concept of, well, they didn't get it to me when I wanted it, so I'm going to steal their product instead. Right. Isn't right. justified no, either. That's, no, that's absolutely wrong. not. Now, second question, and this is sort of this is a finger off of the topic, but it occurs to me as uh, all of these other forms of media and entertainment are happening in the last 60 years and coming to a head right now, uh, with the availability of all of them at the same time on the same playing field for the same apparent amount of money, and with the increased uh, proclivity i guess of, of home theaters or at least nice big tvs and sound systems if we get to the point where there isn't a equitable reason to see a movie in theaters does that mean the movie industry is over because most of their money comes from we uh, box office i don't it believe that's now, true. that actually no. is no longer true there most the, of it comes from home video now. home video and, and an increasing well, share now from streaming you know so well, foreign, foreign sales is the largest international sales isn't that right and they're not gonna uh, it, most of them aren't Putting home theaters in their homes, most True. of them are still going to the theaters. Yeah. Still but it's uh, still on the decline there, you know, because they they're catching up as well. Right. But Honestly. it's getting to the point where it's no longer equitable to spend fifty dollars an evening to go to the movies and get some popcorn and sit down with your family. Except in rare cases, and I know we talked about this in, in the forum. Um, one potential way the industry might go is you see more of a stratification in the, in the kind of movie where you have fewer large $150 million Avatar blockbuster style things that you definitely have to go to the theater to, to watch yeah. Avatar 2. But most movies are not that. And, you know, whereas you I might feel as- like that's where we're at now, to be I, honest. It's where, I, we're, I it's where we're at. People, you know, people say like, you know, hey, what'd you think of that movie? Yeah, it's a rental. You know, yeah. it's like, it, we, it's like do I that. really need to see the King's Speech in a theater? Well, yeah. no, probably not. I'll, but to see more of a stratification in that, that's... Th- that is done with more intent, perhaps, yeah. in the well, future. That was, and that's ex- it's just a duplication of exactly the same hap- thing happened to combat television. That's when widescreen was invented. That's mm-hmm. when 3D was invented the first time. <laughs> you know, that's when, that's when it, oh, you have to see Cleopatra in a theater because it's so huge and epic and grand. You'll never see it on television. Um, we just won't be get the same effect. And that's they're basically doing it now. It's like, oh, you got to see Hugo in 3D IMAX or you're a putz. You know, it's right. like, you don't care. You don't want to see that on some fucking torrent. You want to see it. Uh, you want to see it the way it's meant to be seen. And, and I will say IMAX, I support way more than 3D. Yeah, the, like you know this the well, legitimate yeah. IMAX stuff that's shot in it. Mission Impossible, Dark, Dark Knight, Knight yeah. Dark Knight Rises, good coming King's up. Speech in IMAX, whoa. Yeah, that's, <laughs> but that's that's the help in IMAX. Woo. That's yeah. a movie where I, where I'm like, okay, I will not get the same effect on a 60 inch plasma. I have got to go yeah. see it before it leaves there's theater. A, there's another aspect. The reason I mean these these this prediction that oh <laughs> movies are going to be dead in 10 years was made in the 50s once television became a thing, but obviously that didn't happen. Um, they they struggled and they had to s- downsize and sell off all their backlots and all that kind of stuff. They couldn't they didn't have the same income they used to have, but they, they became much smaller companies. And then they all got bought out by corporations and became just part of corporations instead of uh, individually run artistic enterprises. Um, all these things happened as a result of that downsize. But the the other ingredient is movies fulfill 
a function that isn't anything to do with what the movie is, they fulfill a social function, and that social yeah. function is still required. I mean, you know, people still go out on dates on Friday night and they go to the movies. I mean, that's clearly still happens if you go to a movie theater on Friday night, which is why I don't go to the movie theater on Friday night because <laughs> I don't want to be around that crowd. I go on like a Monday afternoon. Uh, so, but, you know, 17-year-olds are still, you know, they got to do something on Friday night when they go out on a date. So the social aspect of movies... You got to drive your car somewhere. Exactly. You know, it's like I... I I'm I'm sure it's happening more than it happened 10 years ago, 20 years ago, 30 years ago, where a first date is come over to my house and we'll play Call of Duty. I guess that probably is happening, but it's not the same experience as going out and seeing your pals on Friday night on a date, which is still very much part of the human psyche. Um, so that's that more than anything is what's keeping the movie industry alive as a as a. You know, go somewhere. Experience. We want to sit around the fire and be told exactly. a story. A, there is. is an element to that that uh, that's probably more important than what's on the screen. Yeah. Um, anyway, that was thirty minutes. Well, we kind of, <laughs> we kind of, we kind of blew a wad real hard on yeah. that one. That's yeah. good. We could go another thirty yeah, on this. Yeah, we could go another thirty on this. There's topic. a lot more to say about this topic. Want to go another thirty? An sure, let's later, try another thirty. But... Okay. I don't have any more leading questions. Um, oh, <laughs> I want to jump back. Uh, jump back and talk about uh, something that does again while we've got this forum, and you know if people are still listening to this topic, because um, we could get into the whole idea of fair use. Because boy, doesn't our crowd love to throw that word oh, around? Yeah. And we can talk about uh, what that is oh. and isn't. Because well. <laughs> the whole idea, because the other parts of the, those questions were as relates to us and what all of us do. All of us have dabbled in the zone of copyright infringement or have we or have we not? And, Te- you know, uh, technically, every re- single one re- of us here has broken the law in yeah. the sense that we're we... Referring to fan films. We're referring yeah. to creating fan films and and creating artistic content. Not that, that we, rape stuff we did, the fan films. No, that was the other law. We're not we talking about the stuff in Reno. That's <laughs> no, something else. We're never talking about the stuff in no. Reno. That's, we had that deal. <laughs> um, but, you know, dealing with uh, or creating artistic works that we did not own the copyright yeah. to. So can we we'll just knock a couple out of the box uh, right away uh, in terms of music? If you only use five notes or whatever, complete myth, completely untrue. Yep. In no way is that true. That is not true. Don't ever let anyone tell you that. Don't say that to anyone else. Total bullshit. Um, three seconds of a video, you're safe. Total bullshit. Not true. Complete myth. Um, f- uh, so we talk about fair use. Yeah. And fair yeah. use. And, and people like to go, fair use. And, and so many people use fair use to say, I want to use it and you don't want to let me and that's not fair. <laughs> that's that's <laughs> kind of what they think that means. It's not what it means. Um, fair use. And you can go to uh, it's copyright.gov. The government actually, you know, Helpfully talks about this stuff. If you want to actually look up the real information, they have a whole site about it, copyright.gov, uh, where it goes into fair use, where it says very explicitly, fair use is not a get-out-of-jail-free card. It's a guideline. And the only person who can determine if you have violated or you are safe in fair use or have you violated copyright is a judge. Because there it, is, It's not like a cop will go, oh, I get your fair use. Cops don't get to make that call. That's a judge. You have to have gone through the court process before you get to make your fair right. use argument. Fair, fair use, by the way, isn't actually a law. It's not enshrined in law. It's, yeah. a, it's judicial precedent, yeah. which means they're likely to come down on that side because that's how they've interpreted fair use and the Constitution yeah. and, and free speech and stuff like that. But that doesn't mean they have yeah. to. It's one not more, a law. One more myth to knock out of the box. If you don't make money, you're safe. Total utter bullshit. Yep. That's not in any that, way that's, true. That's something that George Lucas and other in, in his wake people have decided. As long as you don't make money, it's fine. But that's not that is not law in any way. That's what, George that's, Lucas doesn't even say that specifically. But the, a lot uh, of a lot of uh, you know the the copyright the law the copyright labels that you see on the beginning of yes. Have you videos, noticed what it says on the beginning of every DVD? It now adds that it didn't used to, including yeah because because of that myth. Yeah, they actually tried to stamp that myth. Said, look at the what it says when you pop that that thing you. And a smart DVD won't let you fast forward past <laughs> that copyright <laughs> notice, including without monetary gain. It says that right there. It's not the it's it's because it's not whether you made money. It's whether you took money away from the person who legitimately could have copied that and sold it. Right. That's the point. If you sell it, the judge will throw the book at you harder. So that's what that means. So so to. Uh, use the analogy previously done. If you broke into the kitchen and stole all the lobsters and then gave the lobsters away, you're Robin Hood, sure, yeah. but you're still technically breaking the law. You, if you get a nice judge, maybe you get a light sentence. Yeah. But if you just sold them, then what the fuck? My uh, my mother was a lawyer uh, for a very long time, and just recently she had to take a refresher class to keep her, her bar, her law license. If She's probably never going to use it again, but she kept it just to do it anyway, so she had to watch a bunch of videos. Including one on copyright law, which she, I, w- I then watched because like that's, this is relevant to my interests. <laughs> uh, so I watched it, and yes, the, that's where I found out what you just mentioned is that there's actually no specific parody law; it's purely judicial precedence. M- well, yeah. my dad's a copyright lawyer too, yeah. so that's yeah. why I knew that. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. So, but 
there, the the guy in this video talks about uh, actually a couple of interesting ones. The one that because there's also the derivative work thing, which we should talk about. The right. sense that yeah. you can and um, Shepard Ferry is and how is, you can be you, you can copyright a derivative work. Yes, we, uh, I have. Yeah, but anyway, go ahead. So uh, a derivative work is also protected under law to an extent, in the sense you can take uh, somebody else's creative work. You put your own creative work on top of it. Do s change it in some way so that it is now your creative work, and that's now yours, and that belongs to. And you can do what you want with it. But that goes again. There's no. There's nothing specific on the laws that defines that in any way, shape, or form. And it's up to what whatever judge you end up getting decides uh, on whatever particular day. And the this guy in this video actually talks about uh, this guy who did a like a char. I think it was a charcoal drawing of the Three Stooges. <laughs> and it turned, the, the guy got sued for it. And the decision, and the guy in the video even says, this is one of the worst decisions of all time in legal history. But the, the judge ruled against him because the drawing was so good it was like it was too much like the original. Therefore, it wasn't a derivative work, and what? therefore, it wasn't protected. Wasn't derivative enough. It wasn't derivative <laughs> enough. It wasn't changed enough to be protected yeah. under the law. And, and so it's like you can and and that and that's the point. There's nothing. There's no specific code or section of the U.S. code that says this, but not that. It's what the judge decides on that given day. So, so if you hopefully, go he to, got laid if last if night. If you want to go to court and make that argument, feel free. But uh, yeah. it's going to cost yeah. you some money. The the what's the, the, what's interesting about that is is that I mean, it's interesting that there's a law or at least you know a, a precedent that that the reason that that the whole idea of derivative works are kind of tolerated it's not an automatic you draw a picture of the three judges and you can't fuck you boom go to jail is because it's recognized that the whole process of art is about at least you know He's at some that. point is about rep, you know taking other art and interpreting it right. you know it's like it's all about sort of taking what other people have creatively done and redoing it and again a lot of mashups and you know I, mean, I took iron man and i turned it into a music video it's like well you're kind of in a you're in a very gray area with that yeah it's like you're well, not it, you get the music yeah but you're it, not really is, stealing from iron man you know it's, it's a judge is going to look at did you damage the original property are you harming the money making value of the original property are you reflecting badly on the original property it's like no i like iron man i made a music video of iron man you know, you can be sued for that. Yes, that's a copyright violation. <laughs> they can go. Let's go to court. But if your if your music video is showing how awesome Iron Man is, yeah. that is one thing. If What's you're showing if you're showing Iron Man as a pedophile, that yeah. is something. What's the else. likelihood they're going to want to sue you? Is based on what you did, what you specifically did. Now, here's what really confuses me about that, and I've always wondered. I've never brought it up. How and there's there's several constructs that this is in. So it's not. It's like free speech in school. It's like well, it's not a thing. It's a school. There's like nine different things that should keep Red Letter Media's video from being online and Ryan's Iron Man 2 review from being online. YouTube should pull it. The, the company YouTube should care. It. YouTube what? did pull it. Well, we can talk about YouTube's policy, which is a, a, a valid policy, but go ahead. Pulled which? Pulled Iron Man, the Iron Man video. Oh, it's not on there anymore? He, they pulled it for eight seconds, and then he got it put back on because of how YouTube works, which is a very clever way, but go ahead. Oh, no, my question is just we'll I don't, get into that, I don't understand. That is – obviously, it's not – if your if your product is the experience of watching the Phantom Menace, and we sell that for twenty nine ninety nine at the movies, right? Okay, this is <laughs> wow. not this is not doing well. If you go what to like theater, did you go to? Well, you know, if you go, <laughs> I wouldn't pay that. Buy a couple twelve dollar tickets and a thing. Okay, of coke, fair enough. Right. Um, coke and parking, sure. Yeah, coke and parking. <laughs> <laughs> Always remember coke and parking. Um, I just obviously the 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 product that they're selling is the experience of watching the Phantom Menace, and Red Letter Media's video does not do that product. So I can see one argument where it's like, well, this isn't showing you The Phantom Menace, so it's okay. And it's obviously it's an editorial critique kind of thing, and that's cool. But at the same time, it's 90 straight minutes, almost entirely of footage. <laughs> it is almost the whole movie. That is copywritten. Yeah. Well, and, and what's going on there? Well, copyrighted. Copyrighted, by the way. Copyrighted? It's, yeah. It, you yeah. look at the it's people not, are. Because it's R-I-G-H-T. Oh, you're right. You're it's, right. It's, it's having, having, having the right, right to, to copy. copy. It's yes. not about writing like scribbling. It's, it's copyright. It's who has the right to make copies of a thing. Explain this, Trey. Um, well, it's it's interesting because those are two the, the 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 two of those examples are very balanced examples. Um, 
first of all, I, I as I keep you know I keep it I keep telling Brian and uh, Brian and Dorkman both, um, it's very easy to set yourself up as a YouTube with your YouTube account to say I make creative works and I want to protect them. Um, I've protected Pink Five from bootlegs on YouTube for three years now, and all you need to do is you can do it one of two ways. You can you can literally be you know, be like a, an anal creep and search for them. Who's in? Or you can literally you what you do is you upload. You upload a copy of the thing and say, this is mine. And you fill out, you know, you sign some digital paperwork to say, I swear to you, this is mine. I own this thing and I don't want it to be copied by anyone. At which point YouTube will put it in their system at which when anyone uploads anything, it will sniff those uploads and go, does that look like anyone else's thing that they said didn't want copied? And if it catches it and it often will catch it during the upload process. By the time you finished your upload, and this is what happened to Ryan, by the time you finished your upload, YouTube says, thank you for that upload, can't show it, someone else has a claim to that. That happened to Ryan, remember he said, he said, I, they uploaded, I uploaded it and they immediately said, no, they flagged it. Which means that, what is Iron Man, Warner Brothers, or whoever it is? Uh, I can't remember. Whatever Actually, studio. Whoever. Has I think cl- it's Warner. But. What that means is, you know, they have uploaded Iron Man. Uh, Warner Brothers is DC, so no. Oh, Paramount. okay, yeah. Paramount, Paramount whatever. Yeah. Whatever, that studio, because they put, they put the effort in, they, they've uploaded Iron Man and said, if you see this, make it go away. Now, what YouTube does, because YouTube got caught in the middle of all these lawsuits because people were putting all kinds of copyright violations, YouTube's terms of service says, if you verify to us, I swear to God, I own this thing, or I swear to God, I have the right to use this thing, YouTube goes, okay, we believe you. So Ryan, dis- it's a pass through then. Exactly, it's like, don't sue exactly. us. That's he exactly right. So. Right, you know, yeah. YouTube is disallowing itself. YouTube is now says, this guy Ryan Weber has this thing. He says he has a right to it. Paramount says they have a right to it. Go. So YouTube's we, out. You, now where does Ryan stand with the YouTube copyright? is not liable in any way. That's YouTube, all YouTube, YouTube is, is like taking a step type. back, going, yeah. it's, "Now it's between you guys. It's you, between you guys. You I don't want to get in the middle of this." So it's now it's a question of now and again. This whole process is robotic so far. No human has taken any yeah. part other than for Ryan to go. No, I think I have the right to this video, <laughs> and it immediately goes back online. There's that's 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 all it takes is to go. No, this is a mistake. It should go back on. Well, you accept liability if they sue your fucking ass. Exactly, off. and we're yes, we're out. I will. Okay, we're no. YouTube. Thank you very much, and good luck to you. Um, now a human has to review that, like they have probably 10,000 videos every day that get posted with Iron Man footage in them, and review it and go, well, do we want to sue this guy or not, or do we want to say, no, 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 we do want this taken down. Now we're getting into fair use. Now what fair use is and is meant to do is fair use has, has, has guidelines of you are allowed to reproduce portions of a work for commentary, criticism, education, uh, parody, Satire. Um, satire, you know, whatever, however you define those words. That must be where the, if I use 15 seconds, is okay thing comes from. <laughs> or at least the myth comes That's from. That's where the myth of actual time. It's, it's not how much right. you used, it's what you used it for. So both Red Letter Media and Ryan are not saying, hey, dude, look at Iron Man for free. They're saying, Iron Man, a creative work which existed, I have thoughts of my own about and I want to share them with you. I want to comment on it. I want to criticize it. I want to use it as an educational tool. Let me share that with you. That's, you know, you couldn't show... A movie in a school classroom if you didn't have that protection you know you couldn't you know you couldn't do a lot of things that are part of you know the news couldn't show 10 seconds of the movie that they're you know doing the ricky gervais is doing the golden globes clip of golden globes sued no that doesn't happen because it's you know it's informative or whatever um and you know you're allowed to do that again you can't you're not indemnified unless you know you're going to go to a judge if you get sued if someone says fuck you that wasn't fair use you're going to court where if it's, you know, Red Letter Media, the but judge. then in the center there's a 10-minute chunk of The Phantom Menace. It's probably like, yeah. you're not, you don't have a good case here. Yeah, but lose that. But that's where the difference is. It's like, but that's Star Wars. And George Lucas, specifically, the human being who owns his own company, which is not a publicly held corporation and doesn't answer to stockholders, he literally can say, as a king of that company, what they do and don't tolerate. And George Lucas has officially said, I love it when fans do shit with my movies. They can do anything they want as long as it's for free. That's not the law. That's George's personal policy. That's a copyright that's, holder saying this is what I care That's George's law. That's, that's, that's George, George saying, I see you jaywalking, and I'm not giving you a ticket. That's George opting not to press charges. And which, yes. by, the way, which yes. by the way, we make fun of George Lucas a lot. Badass, yeah. man. We <laughs> exactly. appreciate it. We genuinely, as a fandom, appreciate it. Thank you. Exactly. For every other terrible thing George Lucas has done, yeah. that is a really awesome thing. Now, here's the, but here's the downside is because... Most of everything that is fan wankery on YouTube is Star Wars, and it never gets taken down. There is this myth that it must be cool. 
and it's only cool with Star Wars. Yeah. It's not cool with Iron Man, clearly. Warner says, don't you be fucking putting clips of Iron Man up. They've got it Other Other already. places, in, in fact, a, a fun little anecdote about that. We have a buddy named Brian Harley who does uh, Sweeted trailers. You guys have seen those, I'm assuming, on YouTube at some point, where someone will make... It's 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 a joke how cheap they remake something, right? So like it's, it comes from Be Kind Rewind where it's like these guys, they accidentally magnetized all their VHS tapes and they had to remake all the movies as cheaply as possible so they had stuff to sell at the block but, or the rental store, and you know that became a thing and they called it sweeting in the movie. So now sweeted a trailer is we remade the trailer as shittily as possible with our thing we did or we did a little short version of the Rocketeer this way or that kind of thing. My favorite is a uh, in Jurassic Park Swede. Uh, S W E D E and uh, the second one down, Ornsax is fucking awesome. But Brian Harley does these, and I think this is true. Uh, I'm pretty sure this is him, and it was a thing that happened. It might have gone back up since. But the Sweden trailer uh, got taken down, and it wasn't because it so closely matched the trailer that it was. It wasn't because <laughs> <laughs> that's not possible. Yeah, I know it wasn't. Uh, what's the D word we're using? Derivative, Derivative. enough. Uh, it was because. On one of the, uh, when he was doing the title cards, what he did was he would like draw the titles on a piece of cardboard and just hold them in front of the camera. And he drew a Batman logo. Mm, really? Yeah. And it snagged it. Snagged it. No kidding. That's got to be a someone made a claim against it kind of thing. Because those, unless his it was videos. a really good Batman logo. Unless yeah. it was, yeah. But because those, those videos, uh, for being expressly shitty, they are shitty on purpose. Yeah. They do, they light up on the front pages of Ain't It Cool Newses and stuff like that all the time. So I'm, I'm sure that someone from the studio saw that and went. That's our logo. Mm-hmm. And I don't know if it's gone back up or not, and, but that's well, just... And again, that's what's interesting about that is is that the the we we all have participated one way or another in the Lucas Fan Film Awards for on Adam films, which apparently is uh, now defunct, sadly. But um Aww. I think I think they're not doing it anymore. We hated them ten years ago. Yeah. <laughs> I, I liked them. They gave me an award ten years ago. <laughs> um but that was <laughs> before I knew you guys. But the the <clears throat> excuse me. Um, what the fuck was I talking about? So you got totally Fox. lost the plot. And films, Fox All participated in. Participated in. Keep going. What the hell? Wow, are. that was amazing. Whoa. Yeah, see, that was the best cough ever. <laughs> you th- yeah, you <laughs> totally that was a total reboot. Right brain there. out of it. Yeah, totally, it's, it's totally now it's just sixty cycle hum right in there. That's Made a, a trailer. The logo was in it. It goes up on blogs. It got taken down because it was a logo it was too close. Sweeting. Well, we were talking about the defunct film Adam films. Yeah. I, yeah. Okay, wow. it's gone. Yeah. Awesome. It's totally gone. gone. Um, Senior moment. So it'll come, it'll come back like the Netflix yeah. thing did. Uh, I, I, so the w- I will jump ahead to um, okay. uh, to segue to Pink Five. Ah. You know, I made a Pink Five. Pink Five is copyrighted, y'all. <laughs> Surprising. Well, it's a derivative work. And not only is it copyrighted, Lucasfilm made me copyright it. Uh-huh. They required it. Did they require it when you entered Ryan versus Dorkman? I don't believe so. I it don't believe so. Literally, no. it required me. Lucasfilm made me copyright Pink Five. Well, they did in the sense that they they made me go <laughs> like Tyler Durden with a gun. They they yeah. made <laughs> they they made me v- validate that. Aside from the Star Wars stuff, yeah, this is entirely I own reward. everything that exactly. I, yeah. and that's 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 so they can then proceed to use it in anything they see right. fit. And if anyone goes, hey, they go, hey, the guy said it was all his <laughs> except for the stuff that was ours. Right. Mike, was so RVD it doesn't one, make them liable. Was RVD one in Adam? No, no, it's two because you have the Dark City music in there. The Dark City music and the yeah, uh, yeah and and the Dark and City that music would is... clearly have not been eligible. I'm assuming. Oh, no, I'm assuming. That's the reason that for, we... For reasons relating to monetizing and copywriting, that's exactly why yeah. you did an original that's score. That's exactly why we did an original there score for RVD2, yeah. because it's like we can't... There are we so, can't do there, anything with this There were so we many it. opportunities, because like we didn't expect to do anything with it when we made it. We just made it as, you know, a lark, basically. But when it became a thing where people were seeing it and they were like, hey, we want to show it on, you know, our public access TV show, or we want to show it on blah, 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 blah. And they're like, we need you to verify that you own the rights yeah. to all the stuff involved. We're like, can't do it. Sorry. <laughs> anyway. Chad Dodgson says, so I've been breaking the law all those times I sold Pink Five. Yes, you have. And now that I know about it, I'm kind Trey's of Trey's law. Um, anyway, the, but here's the thing. Here's the thing. If you're, you know, if you're sitting there listening to this and you're going, boy, copyright law hates me. No, copyright law protects you. Because here's the wacky thing. If you take Star Wars and you remove seven frames in the middle and you put the soundtrack to The Wizard of Oz on top of it, guess what? You made that. You, that's a copy, you can copyright that. You can copyright that. You can copyright that because you made that thing. That is a derivative work. Yeah. Whether it's derivative enough will depend that's on the right. judge. What you do with it at that point is that's the issue is can you display it publicly? Can you do it? That's the whole thing. But the point, the, the point is you made that. Lucasfilm can't say, hey, that's our thing. We're going to use that. You can go, no, fuckers. I copyrighted that. Right. You can absolutely do that. They can't take it from you any more than you can take it from them. They can't take it from you and use it yeah. without, yeah. They can make you stop using it, mm-hmm. but they can't take your thing and go, oh, thanks so much for doing that for us. 
yeah. fool and take it away and use it for their own purposes. So that's why, you know, we all make fan films. Lucasfilm can't go, oh, nice, someone made Star Wars fan film. Let's totally release those on DVD and yeah. sell them. Right. They can't do that. Without they, our permission. Without yeah. our permission, without huge reams of paperwork. As a brief aside... You guys, I'm assuming you've seen the special features on the Star Wars Blu-rays, and there's all the, there's a there's like a 15, maybe a 30 minute just string of fan films. Did you guys, any of you guys, get a call like, hey, we want to put your thingy on the on the Blu-rays? No, I didn't. Not for Stormtrooper mm-hmm. or RVD or Pink Five. Nope. Because nope. no. like Chad Vader's on there and the fucking Jetta commercials on there. Where are you guys? I'm, well, those yeah. are probably bigger things. Are like, well, like, look, well, those are all. Well, Chad Vader started as a. Fan thing, yeah, but, but Chad Vader's a, a big a professional. Yeah, it's, it's a it's a series. Chad Vader is bigger than any of our stuff is. Yeah, I, I, professional is the wrong world word. Yeah, <laughs> I think I think all of our stuff is more professional than Chad Vader. I'm not a fan, but uh, you know, God bless them for their success. But the uh, yeah, I mean, the, Chad Vader <laughs> is is actionable. It's easily actionable. They just yeah. again chose chose not to. I talked to the fan, the Chad Vader guys. I said, you guys sell on DVD, and Lucasfilm was cool with that. And he's and the guy said. We're pretty sure they're vaguely not cool with that, but they're not wow. doing anything about it. As I talked to the Lucasfilm legal department myself. I raised this topic myself. I said, can I sell Pink 5 on DVD? This is the answer I got. We'd really rather you didn't. Uh-huh. <laughs> because legally, that's about as far as they can go. But they don't want to enter a new precedent by saying, and then we actioned this one damn fan film. Exactly. They, they really like what they have with this. Because because legally, there's a whole thing, and I just it's not a thing. It's not waters I want to test because I, I like to you know work within the system. But as someone has pointed out to me multiple times, friends have pointed out to me, Lucasfilm gave Pink Five an award saying this is the best yeah. parody of you know parody of the you know of the year. Which like Lucasfilm themselves said it was a parody. And parody's covered under fair use. Oh, get out of jail free card. Psych. You know, even if they want to do it. And this is, now I remember the thing that I forgot before, which is that you remember, if you followed those awards, the first many years, they would only accept parodies, yeah. right. music videos. That's true. They wouldn't else. accept dramas because if they ever do a book or an episode or a TV show ever using that storyline, you can sue them. Exactly. And, and That's fucking nuts. It's, and, and along the same lines of, of what you were just talking about, I hope I don't make you lose your point again. But <laughs> what? Um, who, who are you? Yeah. Similar to, <laughs> who are to, my daughters? Similar to what uh, you were just saying, uh, we, for RVD2, we figured we were pretty under the radar and stuff like that because we were... Uh, you know, we were asking for donations. We made a DVD. You know, we made a DVD that we were selling, yeah. and we did. Uh, you know, we we did some some hand waving to be you like were selling the behind. The yeah, scenes. we're selling the behind the scenes yeah. and just including the the movies as a as a you know a token gesture or whatever and blah blah blah. Which, <laughs> yeah, whatever. like okay, as a I, free I, gift. I can't wait to see that in court. I, I know. can't wait to see that argument in court. <laughs> yeah, I'm really curious. Yeah, so but so we did that. And we were like, okay, so, but I'm pretty sure we're under the radar and it's fine and stuff like that. And then when we were at the Fan Film Awards, and, at, and we, we got an award for Best VFX and stuff like that. And, and I, I presented it. it to you, as oh, I recall. Oh, yeah, yeah. And then, uh, <laughs> that's right. And then, and then but Sansweet, Steve Sansweet came yeah. out and talked about. Uh, and did, I was did way more excited afterwards. to see him than you. He of did, course. He did a little blurb. Well, he did a little blurb afterwards where he was like, yeah, we all really loved the first one. First of all, I had no idea that they even knew about <laughs> yeah, the first that, one. Yeah, huh? He's like, we all really heard, we were, we all really loved the first one, and we heard they were doing a second one. We weren't sure, you know, we, we weren't sure what to expect, but they really pulled it out. I was like, so they knew from the moment <laughs> that yeah. we started putting it together that we were doing it and how we were doing yeah. it, and they didn't say anything. <laughs> yes. So that's they what I was just, like. I just waited pict- in the tall grass yeah. to see what you would do. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I just pictured the. Flying- I was like, shit. <laughs> yeah. I just pictured the flying monkeys from Wizard of Oz <laughs> flying back to Skywalker Ranch. <laughs> but here's the point of it: is again, it's the issue of one of the very few large privately held corporations which is Lucasfilm is one of the few existing you know ones that there is um, where literally Lucas can say to the legal department I hear you but no I don't want to do that um, and so and the reason that now well, you can say sue them and George is like nah nah don't do it um, or, 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 or sometimes, or there's sometimes no they will directors. sometimes they actually will I mean if somebody crosses the line they will go no we can't be sure. but, but for say. the most part that's ha- like there was a there was a period on YouTube where there was like the fan film apocalypse yeah. where suddenly all the Star Wars fan films yes, started yes, getting I remember taken that. down and, 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 and people were so rushing like, oh yeah. finally George Lucas shows yeah. his true evil nature yeah. and, and George and, directed them to put them all back on and George came back and he's like no 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 put them back there was one we asked to be taken down because of a very specific reason of that video no what happened was it was uh somebody had put up hyperspace content hyperspace is like yes. the exclusive yes. you yes. had the, to pay money like to the, the star wars, the star wars membership thing. Exactly. Yeah, the star wars membership oh, look site. and we're back to our topic again yes and uh youtube basically youtube screwed up and took 
thought Lucas... They just panicked. Yeah. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> oh, Star Wars, go, go, go! YouTube, George is mad at us? YouTube thought Lucasfilm said, take it all down, and so they did, yeah. and then that was a mistake that was, on uh, YouTube's part. Back like, in the day when Dig mattered, never Dig. <laughs> oh, <laughs> it's oh, such a bummer. You, you it's still mean a, Reddit? No. It still it's still a bookmark on my page. I go to Dig every other day or so, just and it used to be, like, in 2006, 2007, like, a big story would have, like, 4,600 Digs. Now there's literally never anything on the on the front page that's more than like eighty four digs. Yeah. Anyway, but that, the it's only amazing. time at the time the podcast Dignation was on, and that was one of, that was the only podcast I cared about. Um, <laughs> the only podcast that matters, uh, 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 other than the one I did, other than the one I did, Mom. Am I pretty? <laughs> um, and uh, but the only time and the way that Dignation worked is every week it was a fucking genius framework because it was two guys getting drunk talking about the 10 most Doug stories this week and they'd go off topic and it's like fuck that's a genius it's just enough framework that you can fill in the rest every week completely differently and the only time I ever had a story that I, I submitted that was high enough it was number one the week it came out uh, and it was the story about George Lucas putting all the fan film shit back yep. online it was so cool and the guy pronounced my name right <laughs> nice well, but, and here's and here's the, <laughs> good here's, job, the here's what's important about I it I did good <laughs> And here's what here's what's important about that is the reason you know the the whole idea of you know back when they started the fan film awards it was a huge legal thing where the legal department's like wow this is a slippery fucking slope George you know are you sh- I mean it took forever and that's why the Adam Films contract any of us that ever signed one is 15 pages long it's oh, yeah. spectacular um, <laughs> because the legal department was like wow we have to be so careful with this again this is 10 years ago it's before YouTube it's before you know all this kind of stuff it, 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 it was it, virgin territory they were worried then. about opening floodgates that did in fact get open as a result but the, it was all about you know the reason that you they only would accept parodies and comedies and derivative comedies and things like that and documentaries is because these are all covered under fair use anyway it's like we can't stop people from making things like that there is, there is already legal precedent because exactly. the last if we get on top of it we're not we, we yeah. have absolutely no effort in this those are at all, all those are all it, fair use topics right. there, there, there was already legal precedent for those things and yeah. the last thing most lawyers want to do on any given day is create new legal precedent exactly so the, but the reason that you don't at least want to allow interesting. serious quote unquote serious derivative works is because well then now you're like literally getting and rightfully getting concerned about well how do people know the difference between the serious Right. Unauthorized work in our own work that we want to sell for profit. Right. So it's like we can't stop people from making parodies and documentaries anyway. So let's give awards to those, but we can't in- actively encourage or embrace "quote unquote" serious, you know, versions of our material, um, which went on for several several years. And this, I got this straight from from Steve Sansweet one day when suddenly three four years ago, whenever it was, they they changed the rules and they said we will now accept. Serious fan films, right. and you know, and and uh, you know, a lot of serious fan films get in. <laughs> to me, serious fan film is kind of an oxymoron, yeah. but that's just me. <laughs> um, the reason that happened is <laughs> because it's like it just kind of give, maybe she gives you a sense of the the bubble that George lives in. Um, is according to Steve Sansweet, who told me this, said uh, I said, oh well, why the rules change? He goes, literally, George said, how come we never get any serious ones? And and the <laughs> wow, and the legal and the legal department said. Um, the rules preclude them because we're worried about, you know, the, that that's a precedent that's a real slippery slope if we suddenly start, you know, a, you know acknowledging those, you know, because those are, you know, 100 years of copyright law says we shouldn't <laughs> even, you know. And, and George goes, no, we should let him in. I love it. And, and George, I love and, it. And as George owns the fucking store. He can say that. And he can, you guys, wait, wait. And you guys, that is how history is made. Do you guys remember right now? What it feels may like, indeed apply. Do you guys remember now <laughs> what it feels like to like George Lucas? It's yeah, a, it's, it does feel warm, doesn't it? He does, yeah. he it does, feels like going home. He does great stuff <laughs> in the real world. He just commits yeah. a lot of art crime. That's, that's, that's all it like is. Bill Gates. Yeah. Like Bill Gates. Yeah. Yeah. But, but here's the thing to bear in mind about that is whenever you go, this is cool what I'm doing because, look, they do it with Star Wars all the time. Don't use Star Wars as your example. It is the one example that does right. not apply yeah, exactly. anywhere else in the world. It's like when you file, I, I referred to this earlier, and I guess it occurs to me now that maybe people don't know what I'm talking about, but there's been uh, cases about free speech in universities and on school campuses. And ultimately, this, you abide by the school's rules. You don't get yeah. governmental free speech at a school unless they say, we don't care. Yeah. But they have every right to take down your stupid... Uh, uh, Malcolm Reynolds, yeah. I'll kill you. You'll be facing me. You'll be armed and you'll yeah. be awake. Or delete speech. your post on a, on a forum. They, they can do yeah. whatever they want to. They're a school. We you're under your right to refuse service yeah. to anybody. It's private property. You're under a giant well, umbrella, but you're also under a smaller umbrella. It depends on the umbrella. school. Public universities <laughs> have to obey yeah, 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 by yeah. separate. True, true enough. Yeah. Anyway. The, uh, so the, I'm just pointing out, the, the, to wrap up that idea, is just because of 
you know, I saw someone do X with Star Wars and put it on YouTube. Don't think don't, I can do that with Iron Man. Don't think Sony's going to be so lenient if you do it with Spider Man. Oh, dude, they come down hard <laughs> on Spider Man <laughs> yeah. stuff. Yeah. They really do. And why? Because they have to. Yeah. Because if they don't, they are damaging their own copyright by not enforcing it. By the way, there's some interesting. Uh, if you're interested in following up on this, uh, you can either listen to the first episode of the intermission where we talk about the fan films world, but what more specifically. Uh, to hear the stories of various things, including several of Trey's, and I think Mike has brought up and, and Ryan brought up, in uh, Clive Young's book, Homemade Hollywood. Yes. It's Clive Young, right? Yes. Uh, and it's uh, it's an interesting, basically, I want to, it's just a basic uh, it's history of, of, from like the 30s when they would do like a four rooms showing of a Little Rascals fan film. And they would like, this, this amazing anecdote he found about back in the day, they would do this thing where this independent bullshit film company would go from town to town and they would charge to have uh, the townspeople's kids audition for this episode of Little Rascals that was shooting or this like mo- Little Rascals movie right. and so all these guys would like take alright here's thank you for the ten dollars alright let's let little Jimmy uh, audition for Little Rascals and we're leaving town Yeah, that they, kind of stuff but they would actually make from the movie their, yeah and they would show yeah, the town they, they, the movie yeah, at yeah, the yeah, end yeah. of it and then yeah, they would leave yeah. town yeah. Uh, and, and they were doing that under Little Rascals radar like yeah. guys that's Heinously illegal. Why didn't people Google about that? I, exactly. And all the way up through uh, Trey's 1978 opus, GoldenEye Moonraker? Moonraker. What was it? Moonraker, Moonraker. something? Moonraker, Moonraker which, which Stuart put on YouTube, and MGM had him taken down. There's not a fleck of no shit, James really? Bond material in there, but it's James Bond. They said no. It's and, 35 years old. And Stuart, yeah, it's a 35-year-old, 8-millimeter movie made by high school kids in Silver Spring, Maryland, a James Bond movie. And MGM said, take that down. And I take that as a compliment. Yeah, exactly. It's like they're threatened <laughs> they're by that. They're worried about the competition. They're actually threatened by that. Anyway, Homemade Hollywood's the name of that book, and this has been one hour of the intermission. We, uh, could, we could probably split it into two intermissions, though, because we went off the we went, piracy we, reservation. We went back home to Star Wars. I think, well, I think it's all one topic. It's, I agree. You know, I think it goes up as one. Anyway. It's a big, big, big issue. There's a lot more It's bigger than I want to see it. I want to give it. Don't want to download it. Anyway, this has been the intermission. You are free to share this with your friends, but please don't sell it. My name is T. Christie. Brian Pinnister. Wake up. <laughs> <You> forgot. <laughs> the stupid chat room is on this screen. I was reading that and I got distracted. distracted. by the, You're actually looking at what those people yes. say. And Trace Dokes. Thank you very much for listening. Good night. Please don't sell this. <laughs>